Pick a boy born and raised in New Jersey on Springsteen and a Southern California beach bum raised in the 60s and what do you get? Do what you like with Tom Cavanaugh and Bob Telford. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Do What You Like. I'm Bobby T, and I'm in Ventura, California, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, co-conspirator, and good friend, Mr. Tom Cavanaugh, who is in Edison, New Jersey. Hey, Tommy, how are you? Hello, my friend. How are you today? Good, good, good. Anything, uh, before we jump into this, uh, let me share with our audience a couple things. One, we want to remind you all that you can hear us on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and FM Player. And you can also check out our website. It's at www.dowhatyoulike.biz. And Tommy, uh, you got any announcements? Or Yeah, just uh, we're, we're over 650 downloads. We have listeners now in 13 countries and over 150 cities have chimed in worldwide to listen in to guests that are just doing amazing things. Hats off to David Dean Betrell. He's finishing up his New York run on his show, and he's flying out to L.A. for another run of his show, yep, uh, yep. Making Love with David Dean Betrell. Yep. And uh, make sure you catch that at the White Fire Theater. It's also owned by one of our other interviewees, Brian, Brian Rasmussen. So make sure you say hello to Brian, who runs a great theater in the Valley in White Fire. The White Fire. Yep. So I'm really excited about today. Um, this is an interesting career and an interesting change of career. This yeah. is what this show is all about. Yep, yep. And also, be, be, before I forget, with David Dean Betrayal, he was such an awesome guest that there's a part two coming up. Oh, yeah, part two. On him. And so coming out soon. make sure you want to catch it. And then definitely jump into some of the older ones and listen to what Brian Rasmussen has to say. We've got uh, Anthony A. 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 Ibsen, who uh, is, did two episodes. He's a wonderful uh, teacher, acting teacher out of New York. There's a lot of really interesting guests, I will say that. And we're very fortunate to have all these these folks come on and share their stories. Yeah, with our we, we our guests now range from the farm field to the radio towers of New York. So that's right. Wide and, variety. And everything in between. So let's jump into this, shall we? Having been an actress for years, our guest today decided it wasn't something she cared to pursue once she had her daughter. She was a stay at home mom and loving every minute of it. When her daughter started preschool, she and a mom friend started talking about what's next. They were both always into fitness and started encouraging each other to maybe pursue a certification, her friend in yoga, our guests in Pilates. She got certified a little less than five years ago and started teaching group fitness classes at a studio in Woodland Hills. And then COVID happened and fitness studios had to pivot. The studio she was working at started offering virtual classes and she was surprised to learn how rewarding it was to teach this way. As COVID restrictions eased, she found herself missing the virtual teaching. And even though she continued to teach in person, she yearned to find a way to offer the classes she had found so valuable for those who weren't either able to or comfortable with attending live classes. And guess what? YouTube. In no way even close to being proficient at technology and 
admits she is benefiting also from having to learn that side of things. She says, I suppose it also satisfies the performer in me just a tad too. So please welcome today to Do What You Like, Susie Cote. Welcome, Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. So, um... Let's jump right into this. Uh, first of all, you mentioned in the bio that you, you, you became a stay-at-home mom. Was your mom a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, actually, she was. Wow, that's was amazing because, uh, you know, I mean, my mom worked every I, – I was one of the – you know, and this is back in the, the, the 50s and 60s. Most moms were stay-at-homes. Tommy, was your mom stay-at-home or no? Until the second grade, and then she got – uh, job being the school crossing guard, so she kind of was close by. Gotcha. But yeah, she also gotcha. got into politics, and that's a whole other episode. Right, right. So, Susie, your mom was a stay-at-home mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. And did you do you have any siblings? Yes, I have two sisters. Okay, and so your mom was a stay-at-home mom. So she sort of was the the uh, the the uh, the example of. She set an example for you, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. It, it is funny that you're bringing this up because I, I guess I never really thought about it because back then I don't, I didn't know a lot of working moms. It's way different now. Right. Um, back then I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, you decided, uh, you know, that you wanted to be a stay at home mom. And then you had this conversation with a friend of yours about what do we do next? And you decided to, what made you go into Pilates, by the way? Because that's a very sp- style. Yeah, this grabs me right away. Pilates. And by the way, as we get into this Pilates, uh, I think for those people out there that don't know what Pilates is, it would be helpful if you explain to them the dynamics, what exactly it is that Pilates, I mean, obviously we... We see people doing fitness, whether it's aerobics or lifting weights or whatever, but Pilates is a whole separate thing. So could you explain that? And then what made you decide on it? Well, so some people may, more people are probably familiar with what's called mat Pilates. They'll do it at gyms and that sort of thing. And what it is, is um, different than you. People will say to me, is it more like stretching? I think that that's a, a, a something that people sort of view Pilates as is more of a stretching exercise, which it's way not. It's really tough. What happens, we talk about the powerhouse, which is the core. It's your abdominals, basically. Mm-hmm. You work from there. Every movement you do is from there. Whether you're, you, we even add weights to our Pilates now, but um, anything you do is centered in the center of your body, which is the strongest part of your body, obviously. Right. Um, it is a lot of lengthening exercises and then you do get into something. So I teach reformer Pilates, which is that machine, that crazy machine that looks like a torture device. <laughs> that's, all, <laughs> all that's, what I, that's, that's what I know about Pilates is, is this, they're putting you on the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 it's like torture chamber of some kind. The, the first time I got on that thing, I could not believe what they were asking me to do and how weird it looked. <laughs> Now, what is what is this so, what does this bed do? What does this Pilates bed thing do? So it works with spring tension. Um, so it's basically a gentler way to work on your body. Not easier in any stretch of the imagination because if you go to one class, you leave the next day. The next day, you wake up feeling, you know, maybe a little tortured, maybe a little. Um, but what's nice about it is the spring tension, right? Kind of like bands. If you've ever used resistance. Oh, sure, bands. sure, sure. It's ice. It's ice. What do they call it? Ice isometrics or something? Isometric. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 
And what's uh, what's nice about it is on the reformer, uh, the spring tension gets heavier or lighter. So you have so many grades of tension, meaning, you know, somebody who's not worked out in their whole life can lay on that bed and do, you know, some work on a really light spring. Right. Um, but also what's nice is a lot of the exercises are done reclined. You know, we even have a jump class, which I want to tell you a funny story. Am I allowed Please. to say boobs on here? <laughs> <laughs> I already we gave love, away the punchline. We <laughs> love funny. We love funny stories. <laughs> well, so we're in Pilates. We do. We jump. So it's a cardio class, but it's laying down. Right. If you can picture, there's a board that you put at the end of the reformer, uh, the jump board, and you lay on the reformer and you jump using the spring tension against that board. So you're kind of flying through space almost. Wow. Um, but the funny thing is, I brought it in to just show people who'd never done a jump class before, you know, what it was. And this one lady in the class goes, oh, my, she yelled out, oh, my gosh, I'm jumping. And I said, <laughs> what? <laughs> Could you not you jump? Because of right. I said, is it was it your knees? Is that the reason you don't jump? She said, no, my boobs. <laughs> 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 because she's so, she was so heavy on top, right? That she was never, she couldn't do that sort of cardio. So now she discovered something that was doable for her body, you know? Right. So I know it's a funny story, but it's also tells you how uh, diverse the population can be that comes to Pilates. Right. You know, I have a guy who's foot five, who's on the reformer and you can extend to make the reformer bigger or shorter. Um, so anyway, it's challenging for everybody, every age, um, I don't know if I've been too vague about what it is, but well, this is, um, a I lot of people don't know Pilates is a system, right? That started by Joe Pilates in the fifties and sixties, maybe, right. maybe a little earlier. Um, mm -hmm. I only know because when it rebounded in like 95, 97, I was hanging in New York with a lot of dancers and they fell in love with Pilates, but I happened to, I was going to the actor studio for my master's there. And then I mentioned it, to James Lipton in a conversation. I said, yeah, these, these ladies love Pilates. He said, and he sat me down. He had been a friend of Joe Pilates. Somehow him and his friends had bought the rights to the machines at some point in their careers. And then I don't know how that turned around, but then I got the whole history of, it. and that's when I'm like, well, this is a system. This is more. And, and the reason the dancers fell in love with it, it was a non-impact. It was not going to damage them any more than dance did. Um, right. Did you get, did, did that, how did you discover it? I mean, this is not, if you go back to when you switched to being a fitness guru, right? That's the best way to say it. This wasn't common, right? This, how did you discover Pilates? Well, um, let me, a couple of things. One, I'll tell you sort of the generation of it for me. I mean, I always knew about it, but I always thought of it. And I think a lot of people still do as expensive, you know, it was very exclusive and you'd go to private training for like a hundred bucks an hour wow. or even group class, for like 50 bucks an hour. You know, it's, it's really expensive. It's become less so um, because it's much more prevalent now. So where I work, it's a place called Club Pilates. They'll offer, you know, if you're someone that wants to do unlimited, you can do a, a you know, a, a, a couple hundred bucks for a month and just come unlimited. So it's very doable now. Wow. Um, but anyway, I'd always heard about it. I'd always been interested because I was a dancer. I just never did it. Um, but there was a, a mom friend of mine who was teaching out of her house here. Um, and I'd be, I was in this group of moms that went hiking together. And this mom was telling me all about how she taught Pilates and it was a great 
a part-time thing to do. And I thought, you know, and so she invited me in to kind of um, help her with her teacher training to be just a person that they could work with. Um, so that's how I started kind of just, you know, and again, I just kind of dabbled for a second and was like, I don't know. It didn't really hit me right off the bat. Um, but then there was a funny story. There was a woman, I like to go thrift shopping. Um, and I was in a thrift shop once and this woman came up to me and she asked, are you a dancer? Um, just because she's <laughs> funny, right? The way you I can walk. Tell, you can tell, right. No, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell when somebody's muscle. trained, you can see the way they carry themselves. Right. Right. And, you know, of course, I said, you know, long time ago and she and she was this was a woman who I know now was in her 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I want to I got to go look at her card. But anyway, she she started talking to me about how she worked with Joseph Pilates and how she worked with Martha Graham. Wow. Yeah. And so she was. This, yeah. So it was a super interesting conversation because she's still teaching. She's I've seen her on videos. And not only that. I just read a book about Joseph Pilates called Caged Lion, and they mention her in it. Wow. You know, so this woman that goes way back, she was um, instrumental in starting some of the studios in L.A. But anyway, so it's I guess for me, it's like synchronicity, right? A bunch of things kind of coming together. That woman asking me, waiting in between, and then meeting this woman who, by the way, was in the thrift shop. And then she could lift her leg way up over her head in her 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, a body can be that agile at oh, that age. You right. Know? Um, it's just so inspiring. What is, because uh, I know with, with regards to, to Pilates, it's referred to as a, uh, uh, the method's called controlology. What, what exactly does that, what does controlology represent? What does it mean within the context of Pilates? Well, Contrology is the initial name that Joseph Pilates called it. It was not called Pilates. Uh, that, that just came into play here. Oh, I see. So it was just the, it was just the name that he assigned to it. Yeah, and to him, it was all about control of the body, which right. sounds really negative, actually. But it is very positive because, yeah, doesn't it sound negative? Makes me want to go um, run the other me, direction. <laughs> exactly. Who wants their body controlled? No, but you know, like dancers walk around, they look like they're in control of their body. So in that sense, that's why to me, it it is positive. You can, you know, you can sit on purpose. You can walk on purpose, you know? Now, Um, have you always, have you always been into uh, physical exercise and, and working out and all that? Is that something that's always been a part of your, your DNA? Yes. Always. I mean, it's, it's kind of a thing. I, you'll meet those people too, who if you, you, you feel like you're going to be a crazy person if you don't do some sort of physical activity. Right. You know what I mean? It made my marriage last for 20 years. <laughs> I'm going to kind of contribute that to it. Well, there is um, something to be yeah. said for that. If, if that's contributing factor, you definitely want to stay, uh, uh, you know, hey, keep that in your, your uh, regimen. So right. what, was yeah. that was that something that you got from from your family? Was it that something was a part of the the family, or are you? It just you, you were always into it. Yeah, it's just me. It's just me because yeah, my oh, you know what? No, I I'm wrong about that. I'm incorrect. Um, my dad was way into you know putting us in sports and softball and that kind of thing. Right. Um, he even was a guy that built a high jump in our backyard. Really? With a mattress. I had, I had yeah, one so too. He was, you did? You oh, said sure. You had yeah. one too? 
Yeah, we got the we got the uh, foam pads and everything, and makeshift with these pieces of wood and a crossbar. It was really fast. I think we used a broom handle or something like that. You know, it was good fun. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. But that was that, that was before that was before uh, uh, you know Xbox and all that. We had to go outside and play. Play. Yeah. That was our form of exercise. So so. Your dad got you guys started in sports, and then you decided to go into the Pilates. And then now, do you have to have the gear, or can you do it without equipment? I mean, is there? I mean, obviously, you were talking about the boards and all that. So, I mean, is this something that if you're going to practice Pilates, you got to have all this equipment? Well, so there is mat Pilates, which is the same principles. Um, some people even find mat Pilates tougher because there's no support of springs and straps and things. Right. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that you can do without, uh, and you know, and that's, you know, leading us up to my starting a YouTube channel. Um, but I eventually bought myself a, a reformer. They're not cheap. They're, you know, I would say they run about $4,000. Wow. Um, so most people don't own a machine. Um, you can get that in classes. Um, but yeah, it is, I mean, what we, they would call that as reformer Pilates as opposed to mat Pilates. When do you go from being a participant in the class to being a teacher and how did that go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So this, this is the weird thing is that I, I, I just, you know, with this conversation I had with my friend, we were looking for something to do. Um, and you know, we both liked to work out and we thought, well, we got to work out. So we might as well make money working out that kind of thing. <laughs> and, you know, give us somewhere to go during the day, you know, right. but so I basically started Pilates. I started looking at Pilates as a career, as opposed to doing Pilates, then loving it and then starting a career. So it was wow. kind of backwards for me. Yeah. In the sense that what the people I trained with. Um, were people who had been doing Pilates for years. So I sort of felt nervous in that sense because I knew way less than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually ended up catching up and being the first person to get certified. Wow. You know, because, you know, I had a motivation. Sure. You were, you, 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 you realized that, you know, you had to catch up with the gang and in the quest to do so, you ended up surpassing them, which is pretty fascinating. Now, um, what exactly is, what is, what's entailed in the whole process of learning to teach Pilates? What about it? Is it the dynamics or is it knowing the limits and how to guide people? What, what exactly is entailed in that? The training. It's a lot. It's, yeah, it's it's you have to have 500 hours, um, which is a mixture of self-practice where you actually go into classes and learn things. You, but we there's also a bunch of training over several weekends, you know, hours and hours over weekends where you learn all the basic exercises pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's anatomy at the very beginning of it. Um, it entails, you know, you can get a like a if you want to be a personal trainer, you know, it's less hours and also um sort of a quicker sort of certification with this. It's sort of, it's specialized obviously because yeah. it involves that machine. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of in-person training and then practicing on each other, you know, trying to cue the exercises um, because that's a whole other thing. You know, if you're teaching group fitness classes, you have to be able to cue verbally. Um, this is another thing that's different than like yoga, right? You have to be verbally proficient 
at it so that you can describe the exercise without having to do it because we don't. Yes. I'm not on a reformer myself. I'm standing in front of the class and saying, lay down on your back, put your heels onto the foot bar, all of that sort of stuff. Now, this is this is the way you would teach your 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 virtual or your YouTube classes as well. Or, or how, how does that work for you? Because that's very different than being in the room with the class. So talk about that, because you talked about m- moving into the YouTube, uh, you know, era. Mm-hmm. Obviously, y- you know, you have to modify your teaching right. to accommodate that platform. So what how, how much of a learning curve was that for you? This the reason I actually decided to start a YouTube channel was because of, like I said, we'd gone virtual during COVID. I just feel like that word is so. I don't know what is it. What <laughs> is it? Word, yeah. <laughs> All encompassing. Anyway. Guess what? Our lives have been changed forever. Get used forever to it. <laughs> before COVID and after COVID. That's right. Um, so when I taught virtually, it it deepened my practice so much because. I could cue what I was feeling. You know what I mean? So when I'm just verbally cueing a class, let's say I change an exercise a little bit. For me, if I feel it in my body, if I feel, oh, my bicep turned on there, you know, I can cue, can you guys find your bicep? And so by actually doing the exercises, it helped me not only do the virtual classes, but bring it to my um, group fitness classes. Oh, gotcha. Wow. So yeah. there was a bit of an adaptation. So let's let's talk about y- y- your, your routine, because obviously as a teacher of Pilates and of a practitioner of, of exercise regimen, do you, on top of what you're already doing to run your classes and to do your YouTubes, are you on a separate uh, workout routine for yourself? Or do you get enough of a workout from teaching? No. So teaching, I don't get a workout because I'm really? just, unless I'm doing the YouTube, right? right? Right. You know, it's also, like I said, I came to Pilates wanting to be a teacher. That's what I did. And so my routine was always just the regular old gym, aside from some classes here and there with Pilates, right. you know, the elliptical machine right. and that kind of stuff. And my husband was always trying to talk me out of it. And that's because he thought, you know, I, you know, it's the, it's repetitive motion, an elliptical machine. You're just moving your body forward and back and forward and backward. And it's not really changing your body. Um, It's getting your energy out, which is what I needed. Um, But once I started, uh, once I bought my own reformer, that's when it started to change for me. So I am actually doing the workouts that I'll bring into class now. Because right. I can practice on my own reformer and then bring them in. So, yes. yeah, I, I do Pilates every day myself now. Um, I do a lot of the jumping that I talked about, the jump classes. Um, and, yeah, that's pretty much what I do. It's so, all Pilates now. So so now you, you, you mentioned that, that your husband was trying to talk you out of that. Does, does your husband work out? He, yeah, <laughs> this is a funny, it's a, this is a funny argument too, because, or a discussion, because I went to acupuncture the other day and my acupuncture girl, uh, I was, t- I said to her, do you do acupuncture on your husband? And she said, like she rolled her eyes kind of thing and said, <laughs> I tried, but the, it just does not work. It does not work. And I don't even know if I can explain why it doesn't work, but it, it was the same with me and Johnny doing Pilates. I put him on my machine. It lasted maybe two seconds and that was it. Yeah. So the answer to, does he work out? Yes. Pilates, no. <laughs> <laughs> marriage and Pilates don't combine. Marriage and acupuncture, I guess, don't combine. Uh, <laughs> good good to know for, for all of those that are, 
So, 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 what is it about Pilates that 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 you love so much? Because I mean, do you have to mix it with other exercises, or does it do the all encompassing? Because I know a lot of people say, "Well, you'll be working on your abs today, and then you'll be working on." The... So, does Pilates provide benefits to all areas, or do you still have to do other forms of exercise in conjunction with that? I would say I do. I, I mean, I think it covers everything depending on your age. Right. For me, I like to add cardio in, but that I get my cardio now through Pilates. Right. Um, I would say it's all encompassing. And I'll tell you what where you're saying. What about Pilates? Um, the difference is that my understanding of when I went to the gym in the old days, right? You'd take weights and you'd work on, like you said, oh, I'm going to do my bicep. But what we, I didn't understand, what I didn't connect was that working my biceps, I'm also working my triceps. So when I length, when I bend my elbow, I'm working my biceps. When I lengthen, I'm working my triceps. I'm also engaging my shoulders. I'm also engaging my core. So people will come to Pilates and ask the same questions. They'll say, where am I supposed to be feeling this? And my answer to them is always wherever you can, meaning any muscles, if you're working any muscles or a few muscles or all your muscles, great. The joints, not so much, but so it's nothing is separated. In other words, everything is connected like a dancer moves, right? They don't mm-hmm. say I'm going to extend and, you know, engage my bicep here. You know, they extend their arm and they connect to their whole body. Right. And that's what's, that's what makes you, and, and the, the practice changes. It gets deeper when you get more and more connected to all of your body. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> um, now, that? but you also, now do you instruct yoga also or you participate in yoga? On top of Pilates, right? Did you say yoga? Yeah. Do you instruct yoga or you you participate in yoga? I do not do yoga. You don't do yoga at all. No, my I was. Uh, you're talking about when um, Bob mentioned my friend. She's the one that went into yoga. Oh, I, I got you. Okay, all right. So, so do you do you not practice yoga at all because it it conflicts with Pilates, or you find that you get everything you need from Pilates? No, yes, I find I get everything I need from Pilates, but to me. Yo, I, uh, is this bad to say? I find yoga boring. No, it's not bad to say because a lot of people don't on it's It's trendy to some people. Mm-hmm. Some people it's a religion. Some people it's something else. But sure. some people are bored by it. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm, I, you know, I, I move at a really fast pace. That's just how I move. And yoga to it's me not is your a thing. Yeah. So, so does Pilates, uh, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are turned off by the idea of, of going to the gym and whatever, because it's it's a lot of sweating and pain and just uh, does Pilates uh, circumnavigate that. And so there's no sweating, no pain or, or no sweating, but a lot of pain or how, what's the combination there? I would say less sweating, more pain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get you know, I got a guy in there one time who was. He was a weight, he was a bodybuilder, I think. And he came in and he said, you know, I want to strengthen my core. And he left that thing going, oh my gosh, my core, you know, it's just something that we're not used to accessing unless you just sort of isolate it, sit down and do some abs, you know, but when you're doing exercises in Pilates, you're always accessing your abs. You're it's, it's part of every exercise. So where, where was your, your studio before COVID and where is your studio now after COVID? Meaning what do they offer? No, no. We, where were you working out of before COVID and then you changed and brought it to YouTube? Where you? Oh, so I was working in a studio. I started, I trained at a studio in Woodland Hills. 
Mm -hmm. And then when COVID happened, um, I was already looking to move to a different studio. Um, so I moved to a different studio. COVID happened and, and I never I got hired, but never taught there. And then this is in Tarzana. This is the Club Pilates I'm talking about. Gotcha. Um, and so what we did initially was just virtual classes. Um, then this is what was so good about the studio. They put, we had no idea this was doable. They put the reformers, these huge machines on wheels. Oh. They adapted, they, they pivoted during COVID, put them on wheels, put a big string on each one. So we rolled all 12 reformers out to the parking lot <coughs> at a wow. tent. It was the craziest experience, but you know what it did? It cemented sort of our friendships and our relationships because we were out there, you guys. It was hailing outside oh and we're God. doing, and we're here for four. We're here for three. <laughs> we're here for two. And it's hailing and music. We're playing music. And it was so wet on the ground that we had to design the routine so that they could take off their shoes, get on the reformer and not move from the reformer until they were done with class. Wow. So you had to pivot around and turn and move so that. And at the same time, out. but these, at the same time, yeah, you're social was, distancing. <laughs> Were there masks involved or no masks involved? There were masks. There yes, was masks, masks on top right. of it. We had the, you know, um, you know, when that guy Trump was president, they had his. Heard, well, heard the, about remember him. The, Trump parade, the Trump parades that would happen. Oh, that right. was going down Ventura Boulevard as I'm oh. trying to teach. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, it was insanity. Wow. So, Tommy, this is an incentive for you all there in New Jersey. If they can do Pilates out in the parking lot and hail, you guys could do it in a snowstorm. Oh, yeah, snowstorms. We'll do it in a big weather here. Whatever. It's wonderful Um, weather. Always great. So do you find that – because the thing is, I know – Let's say I'm I'm going to be 70 this year. Tommy and I, we're not exercise – we're not gym rats. What – if if we wanted to do Pilates, is it going to work for us? I mean, are we going to be able to do it? Or does it take a certain kind of a person and a certain physical condition to do Pilates? Not at all. I mean, this this is what is so beautiful about it. I teach a class that has 20-year-olds coming in. And one of my most, um, my, a client who comes to me like four times a week, she's 79 years old. Wow. Doing same class as a 20 year old, all of them are equally challenged because like I said, there are so many options on the reformer, but I, I, you would not believe some of these people. There's my 79 year old is just as strong as, or, or even stronger than the newer people that come in. So that to me that you can do this your whole life is, and like I said, meeting the woman who was in her seventies in goodwill, it's, it's, it's doable for everybody. And in my classes too, in, you'll see in Pilates, there's a lot of hip replacements, knee replacements, because these are people who loved to exercise their whole life. Right. And -hmm. didn't really, uh, what we, you know, no one's trained how to really move your body. Right. You go into junior high and they're like, go run around the track and you just run with (laughs) whatever imbalances you have and you're running. But Pilates is kind of retraining you to move your body correctly. So in other words, that's the long answer, but yes. That's the short answer. So because um, this program, we emphasize and we support the, you know, with this greater resignation at times. People are changing their careers. People are doing what they like, just like you did before COVID. You already had this experience. What What's the hard part? What's the difficult part? 
because you know most of our uh, guests they don't they enjoy what they do so much they don't you have to ask them what the difficult part was. If somebody wants to even just form an exercise class, what was the hard part for you making the transitions and, and, and getting your customer? How did how how do you make the transition and what did you find hard about it? Uh, so you're talking so I found uh, you're talking about the challenges in making that transition. Okay. Huge, you guys. I mean really? I, yeah, I mean, it was so scary. It was a really scary thing to do, partly because of my age. Um, what was I? I was mid forties. And I know that's not old, but when you've had a baby and you have not done anything that kind of challenged your brain or, or work, you know, mom brain, they call it. Right. right. I had no idea if I could d- memorize anything or learn anything new or, you know, cause I was in training with 20 year olds, you know? And, 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 and so, like I said, I felt like I just didn't know. And I was so bad at it. Here's the other thing. I was really bad. I was really, um, like I said, new to all this and I was embarrassed and I was, um, like I said, unsure of my brain power at the time. Um, but then like you said, Bob, like I, I mentioned, you know, I did work hard and I did try and learn my way. Um, and then once I did, it was equally scary getting up and trying to teach classes, you right. know, because I was teaching people who'd been at the studio for years, you know, me cueing exercises they already knew. I was like, what do I have to offer? Right. They already know the, they could probably do it themselves. Sure. Um, so, yeah, it's a really frightening experience. And I've, I've seen someone else who's going through it right now. She's in her 60s. And she and that's the other thing, guys. Anyone at any age can be a teacher of Pilates, which is amazing. Wow. She's in her 60s and she was scared for the same reasons, but giving maybe 20 more years ahead of me, trying to memorize stuff and, you know, stay focused and all that. Um, And I said that to her. I was like, just don't be afraid to suck because you will. Um, People are generous and they want you to succeed. You know, same thing performance-wise. You can. I was just going to say, it's like, I know how much different, right? Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Great. Is. You mentioned mom brain, and and mm-hmm. I wonder is is there a, a psychological benefit to exercise? Do we find that it helps us to overcome depression and anxiety and things like that more easily if we're working out? Have you found that to be the case for you personally? And then uh, anybody that that has kind of taken your 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 classes shared that uh, kind of a story with you? Um, I, I I'm glad you. Asked ask that personally, because yeah, that's, that's what I've said my whole life. I, I, it's something I need to do. If I don't do it, I don't feel happy. I guess I would just to make it simple. I don't feel happy. And yes, I, I see people come in. It's really interesting. There was a woman, this is, this is just an in the moment kind of thing, but there's a woman who came in the other day who was so angry. She'd just gotten (laughs) a ticket. (laughs) She, she said she was, this is what she claims. I don't know if it's true, but she she was she said she was putting she was plugging in her phone and she got a ticket for holding her phone. Oh, so yeah. she came in and she was like, oh, my God. And she, she was luckily coming into jump class, which is a lot of energy. <laughs> so she said, I'm going to use this. I'm going to jump and I'm going to get it out. You know, and by the end of class, of course, she was happy. Sure. So that was just an in a moment thing. But, yeah, I would say in the long term, I hear it all the time. Right. You know, people want to get away. They need to get away from a lot of teachers come, 
you know, teaching is a tough, a tough profession and they come in and they, sure. they get their energy out and they, yeah. Mm-hmm. Endorphins. Yeah. So you know? when did the, when did for you, when did the, like you've opened up, you started teaching, when did it come on? Like, Oh, oh I can actually do this. Did you have a light bulb moment where? Yeah. Yeah. Just matters of degrees, right? Really Matters of degrees. Just the more successes you have, same thing, more sort of, you know, people coming up and saying, I liked this. I liked this. Um, oh, but it's really interesting. So, and this is also something to maybe know. I was listening to another podcast. There's a podcast called Pilates Elephants, um, <laughs> which I found super fascinating. It's it's because it's what they do is debunk myths about Pilates. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but anyway, they were talking about they talk about something called imposter syndrome, which I think you know a lot of us, and maybe is that maybe all of us, maybe it's not just a, a, a Pilates instructor thing, but you go in thinking you're a fraud. You know, I'm just going to try and look like I know what I'm doing. Right. And the only way to get away from that, I found, same as anything, is experience, right? Mm-hmm. The longer I do it, the more I learn, the more expert I become at it, the more I can say to people, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, why am I feeling this? You know what? I don't know. Wow. Right? Wow. Great. The more confident you get, the more you're able to do it. Right. right. And, there's, and, and it needs confidence. You have to say that with confidence. Is there such a thing as too much exercise? What about too much exercise? I said, is there such a thing is as a thing? too much? In other words, is it, it, can it, can so, would somebody ever say, oh, that's too much exercise. You're exercising too much. Would a doctor ever say to you, you're exercising too much? Or is that only after they find out you, you know, screwed your body up? Right. Uh, sure. Sure. I'm sure there are definitely over exercisers. Right. You know, I was just going to say, I mean, everybody knows their own body, you know, right. and you know, when you've overdone it, you know, and people right. will say that to me, they'll come in and say, ah, I think I overdid it the other day, right. you know, right. just maybe pushed a little too hard, right. went a so, little heavy on springs. Right. So is Pilates like a lot of other exercise where, you, you, you know, like, for example, I've had my doctor say, well, you know, you should average about this many minutes of walking a day and this much of this and this. Is there like a, a certain time frame and like per day, how much a person should spend doing Pilates or can they just do it as much as they, they like? Yeah, I wouldn't say there's any prescription for it. I would just say whatever feels right to you. Know what I mean? It's going to be different for everybody. You know, some right. people, especially when you're new, maybe you don't want to go every day right? Or maybe even three times a week, maybe start two and then start to build up. Right. Mm -hmm. Are you back to in-person classes? Yeah. Yep. Are you back on the streets of Woolen Hills? Where are you now with the classes? Oh, wherever. No more parking lots for us. We're back inside. You guys, we laugh about it so much. The people that lived through all of that, because it was great. And they would be out there. I know I'm going on and on again about it, but you know, people would walk in and their gloves and their thing because it'd be in winter. I mean, California winter, but you know, doing Pilates and just, no, but what I'd say all the time, I'm like a lot of people like, Cursed the COVID period, but the COVID period made a lot of us like war buddies. Yeah. Where we mm-hmm. figured out our way through it, and especially creatives and people with, you know, that are innovative like yourself. You know, people didn't understand when the gyms and the theaters close, there's creative, innovative people that just lost their social systems. So right. you had to find it. You had to find where you're going. And this is a great example. 
You, you took it to, you know, you were in on the streets during parades and <laughs> during the winter and it's still social distancing and wearing masks. But now you're back in a studio, no mask, right? Yes, back in. So we, we've always kept up with regulations. I, so I work at Club Pilates in Tarzana. That's where I mainly uh-huh. work. Um, and yeah, no masks right now. You know, there are some that still come in because be either, you know, we have a lot of nurses and things who right. work with patients, so they want to stay safe. Right. Um, but yeah, it initially was the whole thing of like, you know, back, show your vaccination card and that kind of thing. But now it's just pretty much open like the rest of, you know, L.A. Excellent. Um, I, I wonder if and this is, you know, might be a little off topic and you can say so, but um, work at going to the gym, uh, you know, you get this vision of 20 somethings in their outfits and stuff like that and all buff and whatnot, but, you know, which kind of excludes all of the rest of us. What, what do you say to those out there that are practicing what I, I guess Tom and I would refer to as body shaming? How do you overcome that? I mean, make people, cause you're kind of, I mean, as a, as a teacher, you become sort of a cheerleader as well. Am I right? So yes, how do you, yes. how do you deal with people who maybe go, oh, I'm not really the perfect candidate for it because I may not have a perfect body or whatever. How do you help them to overcome that? What do you say to somebody when they say, well, I don't know, maybe that's not for me. What would be your advice to them that might help them to change their minds? Well, you, you know, I, I've heard this said before and it's so true to me. You know, a lot of people go into Pilates wanting a certain and and maybe the gym and working out and all of that for a certain aesthetic look something that that the way they want to look they think oh i want a pilates body or something like that right Right. but i say what i've discovered through it and what i think that most people discover is i don't really care what i look like as long as i feel good and that to me it's every shape size whatever it's you let all that. And, and I'm telling you, you know, I have private clients too. So I work out of my house with the reformer who, I mean, they, and, and nobody's ready to experience that until they're ready to experience that because they will still come to me and still say, I want to get rid of this, or I want, which to, I don't like that phrase. I don't want to get rid of anything. I want to make this smaller, you know, any of that. And to me, I, I say, just do the, I, I encourage them. I know they can't believe it yet, but I, I, I encourage you to just do the work and let the results help you to come to that realization. Wow, that's, a great, that's a great, because, that's a great attitude. Yeah, there's, way to look you, don't at it. Know it, you don't know it till you feel it. You don't yeah. know that that's what you were aiming for. You don't know um, how good it feels until you actually have achieved that. Right, right. Anyway. Is there there anything that Tommy and I have missed here that you'd like to share with our audience here? Or have we done a really good job Um, and you're just blown away by our, you know, how good we are? I know. Totally (laughs) blown away. Um, You know, I, oh, you know what I did want to say? What I really love about um, the name of your podcast, right? Do What You Like, right? Uh Uh Uh-huh. Am I correct? Correct. Um, You you are indeed correct. good. I'm make sure I'm naming you right. No, um, you hit it, you hit the, it on the head. You know, when when you approached me with it, you know, and, and sent me to, because I looked at some episodes and I thought, you know, this, you know, I did start out doing what I liked, 
You know, I, I liked it. I liked fitness. It wasn't necessarily when I first started going, oh my gosh, this is going to solve my life. This is the magical answer to my life. But I guess what I like about the title of your podcast is you don't have to do what you love. You don't have to, because I have a lot of moms, you know, mom friends who are still looking for what they want to do and nothing seems perfect. Nothing seems, you know, and it doesn't have to be perfect in order for you to fall into what you love. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can start just taking steps forward. You can be fearful. You can be imperfect. You know, and then eventually you can happen. Maybe that will lead you in the direction to finding it more what you love. Great insight. That's great. That's very really great insight. Now, how do how do if people would like to find out more about Susie Cote or find out more about what you're doing or Pilates in general, their social media uh, uh, sites, uh, the information that you could give out, or where can our listeners find you, Susie? Yeah, yeah, I. I like Tommy to clarify all of my statements because I, I, I have no idea what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no idea. After all the beautiful questions you asked me, no idea. I have <laughs> no idea. Where um, am I? I? Who am I? Why am I here? <laughs> no, I'm Go ahead. I, I, again, life? I'm rambling um, I, And I will too. <laughs> I'm at... Um, you can find me on, I'm on Instagram. I'm not really proficient at Instagram. I'm trying to be better like all of, you know, us, but yeah, what, what generation yeah. am I? Yeah. Um, I, I'm at, I think it's, I don't even know my social media. It's at Susie. Uh, no, it's at Pilates with Susie. That's what it is. There you go. At Pilates, Pilates with, with Susie, Susie, which is on. I think I got that. Um, YouTube is easier for me. It's, uh, uh, Pilates with Susie Cote, which is C-O-T-E. And I'm starting to generate more videos, you know, more sort of options, shorter, longer. Is that your so own channel? You kinda... Is that your, that's your own channel? That's say? your own channel, right? So you have a, that's your YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. Great. Wow. That's right. Very cool. Well, I have to tell and you. And wait, how about if, and if they want to study with you? Oh, yeah. They want, if they want to be become one of your students, because if I was there, I would take a class right now. I've always been afraid of Pilates. Cause I'm a big guy and I always feel awkward in these things, but I would take it with you cause you're comforting. If people want to take a class with you, how uh, can they go about that? Uh, are you talking about, so there's club Pilates if you want to just do group classes, but you can always uh, message me on Instagram if you want to. Yeah. So if, if we want to do a group class or just be one of the group that's at club Pilates in Tarzana. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the, do and the video an intro class. They have a- now. Now your YouTube is that a live class or do we follow along with the tape or the the video? Follow along with the video for now. I'll eventually gotcha. move into live, but right now it's just recorded. Awesome, mm-hmm. Tommy. You just showed your age. You said I know. I said tape. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to tell you, let's, this let's- has been a wonderful experience uh, to have you on, uh, Susie, and and to have you on Do What You Like, and the fact that you remembered the name of our show, and the fact that, that <laughs> you, you like what you're doing is fantastic, and we do appreciate you coming on here. And for all of our listeners out there, if there's anybody out there that has something that they're doing that they like, please don't hesitate to contact us. We'd love to talk to you about it. And uh, again, Susie Cote, thank you so much for being on Do What You Like. Thank you so much, Susie. It was a great, great session. Go out there, stay safe, be well, and have fun.
Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.